Greetings, friends. Welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean. Website can be found at scriptureandprophecy.com. That's where you go to find the archives. That's where you go to support this mission of truth. Well, we're looking to start this week like we have so many weeks over the years with some wisdom, some encouragement from the Psalms and from the Proverbs. We're looking at Psalm 98, and we're also going to read 99 and 100, both of which are uh, very, very short. Um, But we're going to be primarily focusing in on Psalm 98, Uh, and then we're going to read Proverbs 18 as well. And uh, hopefully, these words from the scriptures will strengthen you and encourage you and set you up to start your week in the right way, with the right mindset and the right focus. So let's start with Psalm 98, and I'm going to be interrupting right after verse 2 because I just kind of want to talk about it for a minute. Psalm 98 is only nine verses. Uh, And in fact, Psalm 99 is also only nine verses, and Psalm 100 is only five verses. So really, when we're looking... The thing about the Psalms is, uh, even when we only have nine verses, each verse I've found could really be meditated on by itself for a long period of time. Uh, there's so much here, and there's good and bad with this format. You know, we read the Psalms, and you get to hear the words, and different words and different verses are going to resonate with people throughout the world uh, that God wants them to hear. But at the same time, we're not really able to do justice to, to the Scripture because there's just so much here. But we're going to do our best. All right. Let's begin, starting with Psalm 98. O sing unto the Lord a new song, for he hath done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm hath gotten him the victory. The Lord hath made known his salvation. His righteousness hath he openly showed in the sight of the heathen. So please note. This this is the verse that really jumped out at me this morning, for whatever reason. The Lord hath made known his salvation. His righteousness hath he openly showed in the sight of the heathen. So there's two main thoughts that come to mind. The first is, because of what our Messiah what our Savior did on the cross, salvation has been made available to all people. There was a time when it was really kind of hidden from most of the world, right? The ways of God, God's righteousness, the truth of God. It was, you know, the relationship was available to the small nation of Israel and it was even smaller because it was it was really those who actually had faith in God so it was now it's the same thing 
It's those who have faith in God, except it's now been made available and made known to the whole world. And we should be beyond measure grateful to live in the time that you live. You've lived in a time. Try to understand this. You've lived in a time where the knowledge of the Lord has never been more readily available. You lived in a time, especially here in the Western world, where it was impossible, absolutely impossible, to make it to adulthood without hearing the name of Jesus. We Sometimes we think, oh, we're so cursed to live at this time. I wish I would have been born at this time or that time or this time because of all the evil in the world. You've lived in a time where, the, where access to God's word has never been better. There's, think about what's happening right now. There's people listening to the scriptures being read and discussed from all over the world. That's possible in the time that we're living in. He has made known his salvation. His righteousness has he openly showed in the sight of the heathen. Anyone can hear it, believe it by faith, and be saved. Now the double-edged sword part of this is that there's no excuse. When he returns, there's no excuse. Of course, the scriptures tell us that even creation itself screams there is a God and therefore there is no excuse. But now there's really no excuse. It's very hard. Now, there's parts of the world where, you know, it's still not the gospel, the good news of the kingdom of God, the the death resurrection of the Messiah is is not so readily available but to a large portion of the earth it's very hard to get from childhood to adulthood without have have heard the name of Jesus we're way ble- we're way more blessed than we realize Now I'm going to start over and read the whole psalm here. And then we're just going to take a minute to look at the last verse real quick. Can I just read a couple of short uh, connecting verses or thoughts to this? The Lord hath made known his salvation. His righteousness hath he openly showed in the sight of the heathen. Three verses from Isaiah 45, 21 through 23. Tell ye and bring them near. Yea, let them take counsel together. Who hath declared this from ancient times? Who hath told it from that time? Have not I the Lord? And there is no God else besides me. 
a just God and a Savior, there is none besides me. Look unto me and be ye saved. All the ends of the earth, for I am God and there is no one else. I have sworn by myself, the word has gone out of my mouth in righteousness and shall not return, that unto me every knee shall bow, every tongue shall swear. Isaiah 49, verse 6, And he said, It is a light thing that thou shouldest be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to restore the preserved of Israel. I will also give thee for a light to the Gentiles, that they mayest be my salvation unto the end of the earth. Isaiah 52.10 The Lord hath made bare his holy arm in the eyes of all the nations, and all the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of our God. Let's read the psalm in its entirety. O sing unto the Lord a new song, for he hath done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm hath gotten him the victory. The Lord hath made known his salvation, his righteousness hath he openly showed in the sight of the heathen. He hath remembered his mercy and his truth towards the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord all the earth. Make a loud noise and rejoice and sing praise. Sing unto the Lord with the harp, with the harp and the voice of a psalm, with trumpets and sound of a cornet. Make a joyful noise before the Lord the King. Let the sea roar and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. Let the floods clap their hands, and let the hills be joyful together. Before the Lord, for he cometh to judge the earth. With righteousness shall he judge the world, and the people with equity. Now that last verse. Before the Lord, for he cometh to judge the earth. What's he going to judge the earth with? Righteousness? And he's going to do that with equity. What's that mean, equity? That's the Hebrew word meshar, which simply means evenness, levelness. Evenly. The balances will be even. It'll be right. It'll be even. There will be no unfairness. Of course, salvation is available to anyone who has faith in Messiah. Anyone who has believed upon his name. Believed that he came, he died, was buried, and he rose again. That he was the sacrificial, perfect, spotless lamb who paid the price for our sins, those who are trusting in that for their salvation will be saved. It's even. And it's available to all. But there's a day when he's going to return 
That's why the scriptures say today is the day. If you hear his voice. You don't know if you have tomorrow or the next five minutes. He's going to come at a time when you think not. Let's read these two short psalms. No commentary for these. Just let the words of God speak to you. Psalm 99. The Lord reigneth. Let the people tremble. He sitteth between the cherubims. Let the earth be moved. The Lord is great in Zion, and he is high above all the people. Let them praise thy great and terrible name, for it is holy. The king's strength also loveth judgment. Thou dost establish equity. Thou execute judgment and righteousness in Jacob. Exalt ye the Lord our God, and worship at his footstool, for he is holy. Moses and Aaron among his priests, and Samuel among them that call upon his name, they called upon the Lord, and he answered them. He spake unto them in the cloudy pillar. They kept his testimonies, the ordinances that he gave them. Please note, what's that mean? That means they obeyed him. They walked in obedience. He spake to them in the cloudy pillar. They kept his testimonies and his ordinances that he gave them. Thou answered them, O Lord our God, thou wast a God that forgavest them. Though thou tookest vengeance on their inventions. Exalt the Lord our God and worship at his holy hill, for the Lord our God is holy. Psalm 105, more verses. Make ye a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that has made us. And not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. And his truth endureth to all generations. That is our study in the Psalms. Let's go ahead and move to the Proverbs to finish up this morning. We're looking at Proverbs chapter 18. Continuation of the contrast of good and evil. Open up your hearts and let's see what it has to say for us this morning. Verse 1. Through desire a man having separated himself seeketh and intermeddleth with all wisdom. A fool hath no delight in understanding, but that his heart may discover itself. When the wicked cometh, then cometh also contempt, and with ignominy reproach. The words of a man's mouth are deep waters, and the wellspring of wisdom as a flowing brook. It is not good to accept the person of the wicked, to overthrow the righteous in judgment. A fool's lips enter into contention, and his mouth calleth 
for strokes. A fool's mouth is his destruction, and his lips are a snare of his soul. The words of a tale-bearer are wounds, and they go down into the innermost parts of the belly. So please note, as is custom with the Proverbs, it seems like one of the, ma- the main points of wisdom is what? We talk about this all the time. Stop running your mouth. <laughs> Stop with the gossip. Stop with the tongue, right? It says like a fool's lips enter into contention. His mouth calleth for strokes. A fool's mouth is what? It is his destruction. And his lips are snared at his soul. This is incredibly important. We have to learn to control our tongue. It is the hardest muscle to restrain. We just have to be heard. They have to hear our opinion. And then we have those who gossip and tell stories constantly. Listen. The words of a tale-bearer are wounds. And they go down to the innermost parts of the belly. Stop the gossip. As people of God, we need to think before we speak. Because we represent the king. We need to practice restraint. We don't have to be heard. Our opinions don't always have to be heard. Our thoughts don't always have to be heard. We don't have to win all these arguments. Silence is how you keep yourself out of trouble. Verse 9, He also that is slothful in his work is brother to him that is a great waster. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and is safe. The rich man's wealth is his strong city and a high wall his own conceit. Before destruction, the heart of man is haughty. Before honor is humility. Listen closely. Open up your hearts. He that answer a mattereth matter before he heareth. It is a folly and a shame unto him. I see this constantly. Especially in this world where we're deceived about literally everything. History. How the world actually works. constant deception and when somebody comes out and says hey this is not actually the truth this even though this has been taught for 500 years that's not actually they're lying to you this is the truth what do people do turn their nose about it that's ridiculous that person's an idiot it's like have you investigated it fully because if you haven't the scriptures say be quiet you don't get to have an opinion People think that to research a subject means that they go find as many YouTube videos that 
agree with their already current viewpoint. And now they're an expert. <laughs> it's astonishing. I run into this. I've ran into this so many times over the de- last decade, and even further back than that. If you haven't looked at both sides diligently, you are not an expert. You do not know what you're talking about. Let me read this again. He that answers a matter. That's ridiculous. Have you looked into it? Well, here, let me go find three videos by this person that, that I know is going to say exactly what I already believe. That's not research. That's going and finding some material to make you feel comfortable in your already viewpoint. Okay, I've beat that enough. You get it. And I'm obviously I'm preaching to the choir. You guys know what I'm talking about. He that answer a matter before he hear it, it is a folly and a shame unto him. Verse 14. The spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity, but a wounded spirit who can bear? The heart of the prudent getteth knowledge, and the ear of the wise seeketh knowledge. A man's gift maketh room for him, and bringeth him before great men. He that is first in his own cause seemeth just, but his neighbor cometh and searches him. The lot causes contentions to cease, and parteth between the mighty. A brother offended is harder to be won than a strong city, and their contentions are like bars of a castle. A man's belly should be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth, and with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Oh, man. Did we not just talk about that? Read that again. Death and life. This is how critical it is. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love of it love it shall eat the fruit thereof. It's kind of like when Jesus said, if you're going to live by the sword, like you can have a sword, but if you're going to live by the sword, you're going to die by it. Same goes for the tongue. If that's going to be your instrument that you're going to use all the time, be prepared to eat the fruit. Be prepared to reap the consequences. couple more verses here. Whoso findeth a wife findeth a good thing and obtaineth favor of the Lord. The poor uses entreaties, but the rich answers rough, roughly. A man that hath friends must show himself friendly. And there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. That is the end of our study for this morning. I hope that like you, like me, all of you have full hearts this morning. And full bellies. Because the word has fed us. With great wisdom. Not my wisdom. The word's wisdom. God's wisdom. Be encouraged. Be strengthened. 
Thank you for listening. Thank you for those of you who support this podcast and make it possible. Thank you to those of you who pray. Couldn't do it without you. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.